Vladimir Putin is threatening to use Russia's cluster bombs in the war in Ukraine just days after the US made the controversial move to send the same type of weapons to Ukraine. So is this now a turning point for the war in Europe? I'm Aaron Young. Let's find out. Now, from our headquarters at Ticker Park to the world, this is Ticker News. So Russian President Vladimir Putin says that Russia has a significant stockpile of cluster bombs and reserves the right to use them if such munitions, the use of which he regards as a crime, are deployed against Russian forces now in Ukraine. For its part, Ukraine says it did receive cluster bombs from the United States, its biggest military backer so far, which says the munitions are needed to compensate for shell shortages faced by Kyiv's forces at a time that they are mounting their long-awaited counter-offensive against Russia. Now, cluster munitions are banned in more than 100 countries because they typically release large numbers of other bombs that can kill indiscriminately over a much broader area. Some of them fail to explode and can pose a danger for years, particularly for young children. Kiev says it will use the cluster bombs to dislodge concentrations of enemy soldiers when trying to take back its own territory, but won't use them on Russia's territory. Vladimir Putin told State TV that Moscow will respond in kind if necessary. President Vladimir Putin said Sunday that Russia has cluster bombs and will use them if Ukraine uses the weapons against Russian forces first. He told State TV Moscow that the Russian Federation has a, quote, sufficient stockpile of different types of cluster munitions. Putin denied using them, but went on to say, if they are used against us, we reserve the right to take reciprocal action. On Thursday, Ukraine said it had received cluster bombs from the United States, its biggest military backer. The U.S. said the munitions are needed to compensate for shell shortages faced by Kyiv's forces at a time when they are mounting a counteroffensive. Cluster munitions are banned in more than 100 countries, though Russia, Ukraine, and the U.S. have not signed up to the Convention on Cluster Munitions. The weapons typically release large numbers of smaller bomblets that can kill indiscriminately over a wide area. Some of them inevitably fail to explode and can pose a danger for decades, particularly to children. Ukraine has said it will use cluster bombs to dislodge concentrations of enemy soldiers when trying to take back its own territory, but will not use them on Russian territory. Putin said he regarded the use of cluster bombs as a crime. Human Rights Watch says both countries have used cluster munitions. Meanwhile, President Volodymyr Zelensky warns Ukrainians that Russia is throwing all its resources into a campaign to stop Kyiv's troops from pressing their counteroffensive. It comes as a top general now reports new progress on the southern front. But Ukrainian military analysts suggest that things are not easy for Ukrainian forces in their bid to advance southward. Ukraine has launched a counteroffensive trying to take back swathes of land in eastern and southern Ukraine, captured by Russian forces in their invasion launched back in February last year. More offers of support for Ukraine. South Korea's Yoon Suk-yeol met with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky on Saturday during a surprise trip to Kyiv. Yoon said his country will send a bigger batch of military supplies, as well as $150 million in humanitarian aid. Last year, South Korea gave Ukraine non-lethal supplies, such as body armor and helmets. His visit comes after he traveled to Lithuania for the NATO Alliance Summit and visited Poland this week. 
where he expressed solidarity with Ukraine against Russia's invasion. Zelensky asked Yoon to boost military support when they first met in May. In his nightly address late Friday, Zelensky said Russian forces are pouring their resources into stopping Ukraine's troops from pressing on with their counteroffensive. Kyiv is working to take back swaths of land in the east and southern part of the country, all captured by Russian forces. But Ukrainian military analysts suggest the move is not easy for Ukrainian forces. Russian accounts said its forces had repelled Ukrainian attacks in eastern Donetsk region, including around Bakhmut. Reuters was unable to verify battlefield reports. Okay, now to the U.S. politics. The National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says the House passed version of the National Defense Authorization Act is never getting to the president's desk. He says the House on Friday approved the annual defense policy, which included several conservative amendments in a largely party line 219 to 210 vote. It was close. This was a change from the usual bipartisan support the bill receives. Here's part of that conversation between CNN host and Jake Sullivan. This national defense bill would eliminate funding for service members travel to states where abortion is legal, block coverage for transgender health procedures, and eliminate military diversity offices. Would President Biden veto this legislation as is? Well, this legislation is never getting to the president's desk because what you've seen from uh, an extreme group of Republicans is to put forward a set of amendments that try to mix domestic social debates with the needs, the security needs of our nation. Those and amendments Jake, passed the at House. At the end of the day, this, this Defense Authorization Act, Jake, from my perspective, is really about a bipartisan exercise in defending America, defending Americans' national security. And historically, year after year, you have seen the Defense Authorization Act pass with overwhelming bipartisan majorities. We should not walk away from that. This should be an area where politics stops and national security starts. And we believe that at the end of the day, after the Senate has done its work, after the Senate has come back together with the House, we will end up in a place where there is a broad bipartisan bill that can go to the president's desk that he can sign. That is what is necessary for our men and women in uniform and to keep faith with the American people, our fundamental duty to keep them safe. Jake, you, you blame this on an extreme uh, group of Republicans. Those amendments passed the House of Representatives. They got a majority of the House of Representatives. A huge number of uh, folks in the House, including Republicans, in my view, are not particularly interested in having politics come into the middle of the Defense Authorization Act. You yourself noted that when this came out of the committee, it was 58 to 1 showing you that an overwhelming number of Republicans, as well as Democrats, were willing to support a bill that could get broad bipartisan backing. So Okay, now to the heat wave that's happening across Europe. Italy has issued hot weather red alerts for 16 cities with meteorologists warning temperatures will hit record highs across southern Europe in the coming days. Spain, Italy and Greece have been experiencing scorching temperatures for several days already, damaging agriculture and leaving tourists scurrying for shade. A new anti-cyclone pushed into the region from North Africa Sunday and could lift temperatures above 45 degrees Celsius in parts of Italy earlier this week. Residents and tourists try to cool off at Garda Lake in northern Italy Sunday as a heat wave stretches across much of Europe. The little relief is in sight. Meteorologists warn more heat is on the way. 
with temperatures expected to hit record highs in the triple digits across the south. A new weather pattern pushed into the region from northern Africa on Sunday. That could lift temperatures above 113 degrees Fahrenheit in parts of Italy. Hot weather alerts have been issued for over a dozen cities. This is not normal, says a resident from Sirmione. I don't remember such intense heat, especially at this time of year. On Friday, Greece closed the entrance to its famous Acropolis to protect tourists from the scorching sun. The heat is very intense and um, there's a lot of people. Uh, I hope, hopefully, no one will uh, suffer any illness, but uh, it was very intense heat. On the Spanish island of La Palma, firefighters say the intense heat and winds are making it difficult to contain a forest fire. The blaze has forced thousands of people to evacuate. Europe's highest recorded temperature of 119.8 degrees Fahrenheit was registered in Sicily just two years ago. Meteorologists say that record could be broken in the coming days. So while the hot weather is causing headaches in the south, it's a completely different story in the northern parts of Italy. Have a look at this. Storms in the populous northern Lombardy region have caused flooding and also ripped roofs off buildings. More than 200 firefighters have responded in the regional capital of Milan and also for other cities too. Teams of emergency services in boats saved around 10 motorists trapped in their submerged cars, evacuated around 20 people stuck in the airport's cargo area as well. That is the news for now. You can head to tickernews.co for more. I'm Aaron Young. I'll see you soon.